Hey everybody, it's Andy from UnleashedStrengths.com, and thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics. Today's show is awesome. A while back, I had the opportunity to interview Florence Hardy. Now, Florence is from France. That's right, folks. We're reaching outside of the United States here. Florence is from France, and she recently attended the Gallup Certified Strengths Coaching class in England, I believe. So I'm not sure if she's fully certified or not, but now she has a solid in-depth understanding of strengths-based development, positive psychology, and just awareness of your top five. So join me as I interview her. We delve a little bit deeper into her top five, and she talks about her strengths journey. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics. This is your friendly host, Andy, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashedStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Hey everybody, this is Andy Sokolovich from Unleashed Strengths, back with you, another episode of Thematics here, and and uh, today we have an awesome guest, and really Strengths has gone globally now, because who I'm interviewing, Mrs. Florence Hardy, is actually from where? Go ahead and introduce us, tell you where you're located, and then go ahead and give us your top five. Well, I am delighted to, to be speaking to you right now. I am speaking from Paris, oh, uh, near Montmartre. So not so far from the Eiffel Tower. I live in France. I'm French. Um, and, well, with the Internet and Facebook and YouTube and all the rest of it, I really feel connected to you as if you were my sort of next-door colleague. So, yeah. yeah. I'm a um, freelance consultant, and I have been for the last 10 years. It was just 10 years, actually, last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, I have a business background in consulting and in um, business management, basically. I was uh, head of a, a firm, and I've, I've so I've been freelance for the past ten years. And recently, I've, I've changed my activity, and I'm now working as a coach and facilitator here in France and also in Europe. I sometimes work in other countries. Europe is a small place. <laughs> um, yes. And, um, okay, and, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm sure, later on about how I came to find out about Strength Finder, but my key, my top five are, in order, input, positivity, and you'll see the grin on my face, uh, <laughs> connectedness, includer, and ideation. Very nice, very nice. Well, this it's an honor to have you on the show. I really like just, and, you know, one of the things... It's, since you are from France, and, and it, you know it's not a, a huge disparity between uh, France and, and as far as us here in the States and how we look at the concepts of strengths-based development, but I wanted to ask you, and this question has popped in my head, is there any difference there culturally? As a, One person said to me, people in the United States have the ability to see their strengths and then adapt to them kind of seamlessly, and they can grab a hold of it and actually make steps towards maybe leaving their job or trying something else. And this gentleman actually expressed that in other countries, it's not as simple. The concept of strengths-based development really isn't as, as widely accepted as it is here in the United States. Is that true? Do you find that at all? Um, from where I'm speaking, I would certainly say that, um, generally speaking, for France has this reputation of a less initiative-based culture. Mm-hmm. And that's probably true based on what I know from American people I connect with. 
So there's much more uh, fear of risk and uh, maybe people, especially in France, will be more reluctant to like change jobs over just the spur of the moment. That said, um, there has been for the past few years a really strong movement towards uh, everything around the stream of positive psychology. Mm. And so strength and strengths-based development falls into that quite nicely. Um, so I, I'm, I'm quite hopeful, let's yeah. put it this way. I, I will say, though, that the only people that I know have taken the um, StrengthsFinder assessment, apart from those that I've, I've gotten there, um, are people who worked for um, multinationals and especially American multinationals. Mm. Yeah, I find I find that to be insanely interesting. I think it's just, and I actually never thought about that. And the gentleman I spoke with um, was from Pakistan, and he just explained to me. He said, "Listen, Andy, if we try to do something and we end up failing, that's it. We're done. There's no getting ourselves up, dusting ourselves off, and trying again. You know, we reach that point of failure, and we just kind of sit right there. It takes a lot of effort for us to really get up and and keep moving forward. And I just thought, because you don't even think about that. I mean, at least I didn't." Um, yeah, we do. we do. So, so who introduced you to StrengthsFinder and why? I mean, it was brought to you. Just explain to us a, a little bit about how it was presented to you. Was it presented just as a regular assessment? And then when you took it, what did you think? Okay, so that will be my typical input answer. I actually found it for myself. Uh, I. As an input person, I suppose I am saying this now that I know of the uh, assessment mm -hmm. and the, the strength, but uh, I do spend a fair bit of time looking for stuff and, and so reading magazines, obviously surfing the internet, uh, not wasting my time at all, but just enjoying what I may find. And I, I have been for the past year or so in the process of yeah, reinventing the way I operate, reinventing mm -hmm. the way I work as a freelancer. And so uh, qualifying as a coach first and so along the way um, I, I'm always looking for things that will help me find my proper way and that's how I came and I, I, I don't know exactly how but one day on the internet I ended up reading an article um, in English about StrengthsFinder and so I clicked I ended up on the Gallup site and that was about a year ago and I thought oh yeah okay another one of these assessments <sighs> do I really want to buy the book, it's not going to be immediate, uh, I need to wait till I receive it, so I left it. And now five months ago, I again stumbled into the Gallup site and the Strength Finder, and at that time I thought, you know, I'm, I'm really interested, so I need to find out. So I ordered the book, and I couldn't wait till it arrived, and it arrived, and I opened it, and the, yeah, the same evening I entered my code and did the assessment, and, and read the book. And so ever since, I've been thinking strength every day. Mm. That, that's really my story. Um, and I, I, I checked before I spoke to you. I took the test uh, last April, in mm -hmm. 25th of April, precisely. Wow. That's great. That I mean, I, I love that about your, your one of your dominant themes input. I just think that's amazing that there's people out there who just are constantly seeking out more information. They're never, they're never just, uh, I guess, comfortable just sitting back and being happy with the information that they already have in their head. You know, they want more. They crave more. And that led you to a discovery of of the positive psychology and strengths based development. So. Explain to me how this journey has looked so far. So five months ago, you took the assessment, you got your top five. 
how have you been living a life in line with your strengths? Well, I've been, first thing I did was obviously to read my three reports uh, and sort of, uh, I don't know if that sounds English, devouring them, you know, eating them fast, reading through them very quickly. Mm -hmm. I read fast and so I enjoy that. And then I, I let it um, settle for a little bit and I, I thought immediately uh, most of the stuff in there was meaningful to me. Now, there was an element of, you know, maybe this is a bit like a horoscope and maybe if the report was another way, I would also find it meaningful. But in this instance, it, was re it really was meaningful and I recognized myself in quite uh, several of the traits uh, put together. And I was also very interested by the action suggestions that are in the reports and I could easily circle a mm -hmm. few that I would try and, I, and I've been doing that. Um, over the past five past five months really what I've been doing is every time uh, I'm either faced with a difficulty or I'm thinking on what I what was a success in the past and what I want to achieve now I've been reflecting these through the filter of strength mm -hmm. and and so that too and the assessment and the all the resources available for Gallup have been a sort of a framework for self-actualization if you like so I, I know I can now understand some of the difficulties that I had in the past. I can also understand why I was getting bored with my previous sort of uh, project management consulting. I can see it very clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, not enough novelty, not enough connections, uh, you name it. And so this is really guiding me through a, a path of renewal and, and what's coming up next. And I think it will stay with me for, well, difficult to say but for a very long while and probably I suspect it will become part of who I am thinking through strengths. Yeah, so. you, you touched on a few things there that I want to kind of both reiterate and describe a little bit. That report that you got, that insights report, that mm -hmm. is, you referenced a horoscope and I know a lot of people think that when they get that report and it says input and they see that chunk of text below, mm -hmm. that that's mm -hmm. the same text that somebody else has on their report that they have input. And that's mm -hmm. not correct. That assessment's mm -hmm. actually, that block of text mm -hmm. underneath that theme is derived based on the all the information that was accumulated during the assessment. Mm -hmm. So all 34 of your themes. So that is a very unique look at you as an individual. You're gonna have a hard time mm -hmm. finding somebody else that has that same paragraph for input. And a lot of people don't know that. They think it's just kind of cut and paste just for the theme input. And Actually, if I may, that uh, makes me think of something. The, there are a number of coaching tools that us coaches use. Uh, and MBTI could be one of them. And I've taken that assessment years ago. And there is a lot of value in that. What I really like about strength, not only does it look at the positive side of things and how to look at things, you know, the bright future type thing, but also it does give you a unique picture. It does not put people in boxes, and that is something I, I dislike. So that, that resonates with me very much. Yeah, no, and, I, and I've heard that a lot. A lot of people have said, this assessment doesn't put me, like you said, in a box or a compartment and labels you as a certain type of individual with limited options. I mean, really, the options are, are limitless for strengths and how you want to combine your individual strengths, whether it's finding people to collaborate with to fulfill your, your lesser talents on the mm -hmm. bottom of your report or really try to figure out what you can sink your teeth into mm -hmm. and, and use all your dominant themes to really become an expert. Um, the other thing I like that you said is a strengths filter. 
Now, I know we, we often hear people say it's like looking through a strengths lens, but I like mm-hmm. that you said the filter, and my brain kind of works a little weird, but I just see a little coffee percolating through a filter, <laughs> and your strengths, your, your top five, your dominant themes are just protecting you from taking on tasks or, find, or, or putting an effort towards yeah. something that's just not going to reveal itself as successful. Yeah, quite. Uh, also, what I've really started doing quite a while ago, and uh, now I do almost all the time, is, okay, given a particular situation, how do I now succeed by using my strength, so my own way? Yeah. How do I use who I am to get that right? Yeah. And, and well... Uh, it changes everything, even including on assignments or jobs or situations that you're not particularly keen on. If you fall back into what's what's naturally easy and what's naturally um, performant for you, then uh, it just changed the outlook of a lot of things. Then, not to say that we should take on everything, but um, it, it certainly is makes a lot of things much more enjoyable. I find. Yeah, you know, when when you and I first started talking before I hit that record button, you expressed some concern that you're relatively new to strengths-based development and the concept of, you know, strengths in general and the mm-hmm. assessment. But what you just said there is a very, very mature statement that a lot of people just don't realize yet. I mean, they, they look at themselves as an individual who has these talents. But like you said, it allows you to kind of look at each individual task at hand and figure out how am I, as a person, as a unique individual, going to approach this? What action steps am I going to take to better my chances of being successful because I know what I'm good at, but I also know what my lesser talents or, or perceived weaknesses are? Yeah, and I, for one, have achiever as a lesser talent, so uh, I can tell you that there was a lot of energy wasted by me trying to achieve uh, in mm-hmm. a traditional way in the past. Yeah, you and now I are very... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You and I are very similar in that aspect. I mean, I have achievers a little lower for me, too, and it's only because I, I have a hard time focusing on one thing and following all the way through to the end. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. whole a- feeling of achievement really isn't that important to me. I mm-hmm. get excited about new opportunities. You know, go, go, go. Whether I finish one or not doesn't make a difference. I'm <laughs> on to the next one. So. Yeah. So everybody, you know, since you are aware of it now, have you seen your full 34 report? Yes, I have. And I only, oh, I can comment on that too. I only, I sort of refrained myself. I said, okay, I thought, okay, let us, let me not. There's a lot to digest in the first three reports. Mm-hmm. And I felt there was depth in it. So I, and that is not typical of me at all, but I thought, okay, let me not eat it now. Let mm-hmm. me keep that cake for later on. Right. So I kept it as a reserve and I opened it up at the beginning of summer, so three and a half months through. Um, and I had made myself a little prediction myself, you know, how would might it rank since I'd read the book, and I was partly right, but not all, but not for everything. And, um, and so, yes, I now know uh, my, my full uh, 34, and it's actually led me to realize that through the career opportunities, particularly that I, or the education, my life so far, I had probably been um, um, structured or framed to develop uh, with a lot of willpower, but not so many results actually, on some talents that are not so strong for me. And I'm mm-hmm. now in the process of just letting go of that. And it's working out. 
Yeah, well, good, good for you. That kind of leads me into my next question. Now, I I always like to ask people about that aha moment, that moment where you you took the assessment, received your results, and whether it was in the top five or bottom five, had that that moment where you were like, "This is really me. This is really helpful." Um, thus revealing the aha moment. Did you have one of those? And if so, explain. I did, uh, and and the strongest ones I had several, but were in the um, in the first in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, positivity, looking at the bright side of things. Always after. Okay, I am down like everybody sometimes. But mm-hmm. There's no question of that, and and sometimes I can even be very angry and I complain. Nevertheless, I, I know uh, I've always had the sort of. Um, I don't know what I would call it before, but gut feel, attitude of positivity. Looking at the glass, the full glass, not even half full, but full. Whatever it is, it's going to sort itself out. And my aha moment was thinking, okay, now this gives me a framework to work through that. And I also, reading through the challenge, realized that I might come across sometimes as someone who does not want to see problems. But actually, this is not the case. But the assessment helped me to realize that I I might need with other people, and especially people that I felt were negative, so to speak, just to get them to feel that I did acknowledge what was difficult, but I was sort of offering my support to make things better. Uh, yeah. And and so when I realized that, um, it, it was really helpful. Overall, it was like the big aha was. Oh wow! Now I know what I, why I'm always doing this, hmm. and so I can do it on purpose, and I can stop, sort of banging myself and saying, "Stop doing that! Stop doing that!" Actually, this is me. Right. So another one is includer. Um, I I've always had this tendency to never leave anyone outside, and that sometimes leads me to things like you know I will have someone attend a meeting or have someone come to ho- come home or you know, never leave someone outside. And um, and sometimes I was thinking, okay, I can see I'm going to put myself in an awkward situation, but, but this is me, you know, so now I'm taming my includer to, um, or developing it, should I say, to uh, use it on purpose. Yeah. And when it's beneficial to everyone. Mm. Yeah, see, you're, you're figuring out things very quickly. I will commend you on that. Uh, you know, it, it's referred to as tempering or sharpening a certain strength and learning how to manage it mm-hmm. and learning when or the uh, Kurt Leavesfield from Gallup refers to it as raw versus mature you have a raw state of your talent theme mm-hmm. which is something that's really kind of uncontrolled and I like to use the analogy like a garden hose with no way to control the water pressure once you turn mm-hmm. it on water's going everywhere mm-hmm. and then mature would be like an opportunity for you to really learn how to use that and then you can direct the water flow where you want and that's yeah. what you're starting to do, and really early in your in your strengths journey. So so great job. Well, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to actually doing more. I must say, uh, it, it's like uh, being aware of what you usually do, what you are likely to do, what it's going to make you feel, how people might react to it, and by just being aware through this framework. Uh, you just change the total perspective. Now, this may sound a bit airy-fairy, but it's not. It really does... Um, I mean, it. I have done in the past few months things that I'd never done before. It's allowed me to make easy, 
important decisions. It's allowed me to move on. Um, yeah, so it's a, mm -hmm. I would say it's, it's sort of a, um, a fair chunk of a life changer. Yeah, and I would say just as another example for myself, um, communication is one that's in my top five, but communication, if, if you look at the definition, really is a conversation between two people. Um, so it's, it's actively speaking, but also being able to, to listen attentively. And that's something that I kind of struggled with because my ability to communicate was always through words and me talking. And a lot of times I, I was weak at being able to digest information what other people were saying. And I know I found myse myself more often than not thinking about what my reply would be to them before they were even done talking. Um, so that's something that I had to work on. But acknowledging the fact that I was a good communicator allowed me to realize that I had a talent and I, was, I just wasn't a jabber jaw. <laughs> yes, and so you don't need to focus so much on doing it because you do speak easily, communicate easily, so you can then allow energy to... to um, Go on the other side of the listening part. I mean, I, I'm, that's how I would yeah, hear it. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, that's and that's that's true. That's exactly what's going on. So, so you're right. It is. It's a total game changer. I mean, for me at least, it was. And I was a hard-headed young dude out of the military who didn't even want to look at an assessment. So this isn't some. I mean, you're not talking to a guy who embraced every single assessment and sat mm -hmm. down every day and had plaques of assessment completions all over his office. I mean, this is somebody who stiff-armed anything that had to do with self-help or anything like that because I felt like I was in control of my own destiny, which ultimately I am, but now the journey is a lot easier. It's like having a comfortable pair of shoes. Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't say better. So now that you're strengths-aware and you're you know, developing rapidly um, in your strengths journey, are you approaching other people? I know you mentioned in the uh, earlier that you've approached other people about the assessment. What kind of reaction are you getting from others when you tell them about StrengthsFinder? Okay, I'm uh, even newer in doing that because I, I wanted to, this is typical of me too, probably has to do with input, but I wanted to digest it for myself first. Mm -hmm. um, so... I'm, I've now, in the past few weeks only, um, um, initiated uh, that a few people around me, not clients yet, uh, take the assessment um, and we are, I am planning a workshop later this month or early October for them to uh, really get a feeling and, and um, make the report belong to them by a, a series of activities of exchange, you know, in the sort of a two people by two people and so on. So we'll have that later on. Um, where I have a, a still a way to go is that, and maybe what you said earlier is, is very true, I, for myself I can see the power of StrengthsFinder and I need yet to find the proper words and communication is for me in the middle to communicate it to others. Um, so that they can see the benefit. And as a coach, I also, I'm quite a, a firm believer that um, any tool or any anything, any approach can only work if people are asking for it. So I guess uh, my, it's very useful for me to do it with coworkers. Uh, I share an office with other people, uh, with my partner at home, um, with with people close to ones, let's say. Uh, but I think. Um, uh, my my next point, and it will be sooner than later, will be to use it with 
clients that have a particular challenge in their life, professional life, and sort of then uh, have them take the test and see how it can help them. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, so far, people that have taken it have, have uh, uh, found value in it, but we haven't really um, dug enough into it, if I may. Yeah. And I think what you said there is very important. In order for people to receive the same uh, or similar results of you as you had, they have to be willing to ex want to take the assessment. They have to be willing to accept it. It's not something that can be forced on somebody. It's just one of those things where you can't just, you know, we used to, in the military, we used to call when we were told to go and do something, it was mandatory fun because mm. you're, you were told to be there and it just kind of lost its luster. You didn't enjoy it as much. So, um, and I'd love to see you get into the, you know, some strengths education and actually start coaching people through your workshops because you're picking it up quickly and I think you'd be a valuable asset, especially to the strengths movement as getting this message as, as broad as possible. Well, um, I've signed up now to the Gallup Co Coach uh, Accelerated uh, course, Good. whatever it's called. And I'm, so I'm, I'm going to London in October, and I'm ooh, excited. Yeah. Um, and yes, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I will now uh, have this as a, not a skeleton, but uh, I'm looking for a better word. Uh, anyway, a sort of stream amongst my mm -hmm. activity and my coaching work, uh, and it will be a strong stream. Uh, you said earlier you were not a, an assessment type person. Right. Uh, whereas possibly I, I was, not that I would take any assessment, but I, I did quite a few. Uh, mm -hmm. But none of them stuck with me. Whereas this one, um, I can really relate to it and uh, sort of swim into the sea of strength. Um, yeah. So it, it's, for me, it's, it really is different. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple concept. You embrace it, learn from it, but understand that it is a tool. And I, and I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but it is a tool. It's something to add to your, to your toolbox. It's something that it's not a magic pill. It's not going to give you massive amounts of riches overnight. And some people come in with such high expectations that just can never be met. But if you sit back and you just digest the information that you've been given and you think back on the way your life has been and how you've reacted to certain scenarios and how you perform certain tasks, it makes a lot of sense very, very simplistically. I mean, it's, it's just a smart way of doing business. Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah it's, it's going to be a process where uh, it helps to let go of, of stuff, of things, of habits, to mm -hmm. unlearn what you know what what was expected of us the way we shaped ourselves because our families or our bosses or, or the economy or whatever our country expected of us and to really become to help become ourselves it will not you know by because you take the test just instantly be like a magic wand but what we will do is to help you um, yeah I think to accept to unlearn and to really say okay what if I accepted that I'm, I'm not really uh, spontaneously good at this, but on the other hand, I'm really excellent in a spontaneous manner at that, and that's what I've got to focus on. Yeah. Well, that's, that's some great insights, and hopefully for those who are listening to this broadcast, um, you, you can pick that up and run with it. Um, it is a great way to become self-aware of who you are as an individual and what you're good at. So 
what advice would you share some to somebody? Say there was a person sitting behind a computer, and it was just you and them in a room, and they were the first time they took the assessment. They printed it out, and they're sitting there looking at their report. What was the first thing you would tell them to do? Um, no need to speed. No need um, to speed. So you can read it fast. Obviously, we all want to discover ourselves and, and read through it. But, um, you know, read it, come back to it, uh, take your time, and, and uh, have it with you, sort of, uh, maybe not all the time, but, you know, come back to it regularly, and you will probably notice that week after week, some things become clearer for you, and you will, if you keep a journal, or even if you don't, you may notice that it within a, that's what happened to me, in a few months' time, your perspective would have changed. Um, so take your time. Um, I would also say um, that that could be true of any tool, but allow for self-observation through the filter of, of strength. And what has been useful for me, too, uh, was to ask others for feedback sometimes on very specific items. You know, I'd turn to my partner and say, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, this says, and I've learned that I, I seem to be doing that, and he would go, yeah, of course. And these were things that I may sometimes not have, not have really noticed as such. Um, when you're a natural at something, it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you any energy, any effort. So for you, in France, this may not be the same in America when you're sort of freer and more enthusiastic. I, that's my image. <laughs> but in, in France, um, you know, something that's where you don't need to put effort is worth nothing. And so strength is totally the different approach. It's because there is little effort that it's worth so much. And okay, so that's um, I would really tell people: look at that and look at your own treasures. Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. You said that, and I think there's not much different uh, between the, the United States and France <laughs> when it comes to that, because it is in our culture i think just as is you know in all humanity if something comes naturally to you it's just perceived that you don't have to put work into it therefore it has no value mm. and I, a lot of people i mean that's and i'll use an example right off the bat when i got out of the military <clears throat> excuse me when i got out of the military i started a marketing firm I loved creating content. I loved helping people brand their message. I loved helping people develop advertising. So I started a company called Bent Business or Bent Business Marketing, excuse me. And I had so much fun with it that it didn't even feel like work. And I actually felt bad. I felt bad mm -hmm. that people were paying me to create content for their business, but it came so easily to me. And then mm -hmm. others would would come up to me and say I can't believe you're getting paid for that. It comes so easily to you. It can't be. It can't be work. So it wasn't perceived as an actual occupation. It was like I was just mm. goofing off, and people were throwing money in a hat. Mm. And mm. and that's not the way it was. I was mm. actually working, but mm. because I was using my strengths and I was using my natural given talents, it didn't feel like work. And I think you know that's that's an old saying that if you find something that you absolutely love, you'll never work another day in your life. But that's important to remember. Yeah, that's what we read from all the sort of role models or successful people of all kinds. And uh, they they probably have all in common that they've done the sort of strengths path without even doing it. I mean, because it came mm -hmm. to them uh, in an easy fashion. Uh, yeah. But they all yeah. found their, their natural way. So right. this is helping us. 
And then you and then you do have you know some people and that have grinded and grinded and grinded and have really worked on a in a job or in a profession that they absolutely despised and they actually were never really that good at it. They were just okay at it, but they never felt like they could just let go and follow something that they were passionate about. Um, and I think as, as you know, we're going into 2015, I think as we progress, um, not only as, as a nation here in the United States, but on a global scale, people are starting to get more and more comfortable with following their dreams and actually pursuing a, a, a goal that maybe it's only for them. And I think that selfishness is kind of cool. Um, it's good that you always have to maintain some kind of discipline and take care of you know, your family and you have certain responsibilities, but don't ever lock yourself into a commitment mm -hmm. that you absolutely hate and feel like you're stuck because you never are stuck. There's always new opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. So the last question I like to ask, and this is kind of a, a weird question, but um, what do you think your life would look like today um, if strengths never entered your life? If you were never introduced to StrengthsFinder, how do you think today would be a little different for you? Ah, I, I, you mean if I had not encountered the StrengthsFinder and I was still going out, that's what you mean? Correct. Yeah. Um, I think I wouldn't be so relaxed about uh, my job and what I do, and that, that's because uh, playing it with strength is making things um, energizing that rather than energy drainers. There's so much less effort in what I do, uh, and, and there's also no intention of effort, so I know that if I... I put too much real effort and too much willpower, and I'm a very uh, strong-willed person, but um, there's, if I do that, if I put too much, if I need too much willpower and too much energy, there's something not quite right, not maybe about the purpose, but about the way I'm approaching it. So this is making me, progressively, someone that is much cooler, um, I don't know if it sounds right, but much more, yeah, relaxed, and but yet, um, I'm not letting go of my standard of professionalism, there's nothing to do with that. It's just, okay, let's take things as they come, let's play it the way I am. Let's also, uh, I, I do some pro bono work in a women's association, professional mm -hmm. women's association, and so I have a team of volunteers and we, do, we deal with uh, uh, corporate partnerships. And so that team of, of ladies, they're all very... Um, um, seasoned professionals, uh, they only give it, they give time above what they do as a, as a normal day job. And so um, what we really want to do is, is make sure everyone gets something to their taste and to their abilities to make it pleasurable because otherwise, I mean, why on earth would you give time to a, to a pro bono cause? Um, so I'm, I'm, this is for me a very good experimenting uh, field. Yeah, I like that you brought up pro bono work or volunteerism is I think it's one of those things um, like where I'm from there's it's a small town and there's a few individuals in the community you know pr probably a several dozen that volunteer on a continual basis but sometimes those volunteers get a little burnt out because they're constantly asked to do something over and over and over again and eventually they have to say that's it I can't but imagine the response you would get which you're finding out if you actually ask people to volunteer but instead of volunteering to do just anything, they were volunteering to do something that they already 
receive enjoyment from, and they're already naturally inclined to be good at it. Um, you would have a boost in in morale, and people would just be excited to show up and volunteer for no monetary gain whatsoever. And I think that's a good insight for people who are listening that maybe have a non-for-profit organization or a group of of uh, interns or something like that. Give people an opportunity to follow at least take action and do a job that they actually enjoy and then see how their productivity just skyrockets. Yeah, and same goes for uh, businesses, I mean traditional businesses also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's. I mean, when we talk about putting people in a compartment or a silo, I think job descriptions, um, at least, you know, I don't know how it is over in France. I'm sure it's the same as it is same. here, but we have job descriptions. So what I always think is funny is how can you tell me this block of text to consisting of maybe six or seven sentences is going to put me in a in a in a cell and I only can do that. What if I'm not really good at that? I'm really good at this, but I also excel somewhere else in your business. Shouldn't I be allowed to kind of free float and find where I'm really naturally talented and can give you the best bang for your buck? Hmm. Yeah. So but uh, it's inter it's interesting. You could talk about strengths forever, but unfortunately, uh, we don't have forever because uh, you know I'm restricted to bandwidth. <laughs> but uh, I want right. to thank you so much for for taking the opportunity to join us. What time is it there? Uh, it's a quarter to ten in the evening, so it's dark. Um, and yeah. Wow. And, if it was ten o'clock p.m. here, I'd be in bed for the last two hours. I'm a I'm an early to bed type of guy, so we're going to let you go. But thank you so much for being a part of Thematics. And again, you are you are rapidly gaining a massive amount of knowledge and maturing in your strengths journey. So very well done. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for, for your feedback. That's that's very uh, nice and uh, very well received. Um, and really uh, keep on at what you're doing. It's great. Well, thank you. All right, for all our listeners out there, this is Andy from Unleashed Strengths with another episode of Thematics. You can follow our content on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths. We're also on Twitter. Go ahead and send us a tweet at Unleash CSF. Again, that's Unleash CSF, and you can always visit us right there on our website, Unleash, Unleash excuse me, that's sometimes hard to say, UnleashStrengths.com. Until next time, we'll see you later, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.